if somebody, you know, does something to hurt me, I don't let it go. I address them right then and there. I, what is it? The scripture tells us, "Don't let the sun go down on your uh, your wrath." Yeah. And it's like I don't I don't want that to fester. I don't want it to build up. I don't want to carry that that hurt any longer than I have to. And oftentimes, and this is the craziest part, I don't believe any of us really want to hurt each other. It's just that we don't know we are. Our pride often works behind the scenes unknown to us yeah. to make us feel better. Welcome to the Developing Great Relationships podcast, where we are having conversations to help you understand God's design for great relationships and how to develop the habits needed to achieve it. Now here is your host, Joshua Verwers. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Developing Great Relationships podcast. My name is Joshua Verwers, and I'm so happy that you're able to join us here today. On today's episode, Dr. Mark Majors and I are jumping into some powerful scripture that tells us how we are to have a great relationship. That all starts right now. Okay, jumping back in on the intimacy exercise. Um, and we want to look at this not just from the, the physical or the psychological, uh, even the relational, but the spiritual component of this. Uh, in, in the last one, we talked about the ouch-oops section of this. But while I said that was the meat and potatoes, it doesn't work if it doesn't start with the Word of God. And and that's step one. Step one is... Yeah, and we've been talking about how people develop the intimacy, but, you know... That's kind of an error because it's intimacy with God that we need to develop first. Exactly. And that can come with a couple unless they are into God's Word together. Mm-hmm. And so I will tell the couples to listen to the Bible Right. this day and age. Uh, years ago, i tell them to do it on tape or you know CD, whatever yep. they had, but listen to it together. They say, well, we read the Bible. No. Listen to it together. Yeah. Both of you sitting quietly, listening, just with that apparatus of perception. Mm-hmm. Listen to the exact same thing together. 10, 15 minutes if you can. Five minutes if if necessary. Keep it that short. Uh, half an hour if you can. Right. But listen to it together. Allow the power of the Word of God to renew your mind and put you on the same uh, equal plane. Allow God to speak to you. Allow you to begin to connect with God during that time of having His Word spoken over you. And it's important for it to be together, listening to the same thing at, at the same time. Absolutely. And it's it can be difficult for some relationships because husband and wife can be working opposite schedules. Genevieve and I, I, I often am doing some traveling and so I'll be on the road and I can't. But what we'll often do is I will call her ahead of time and I'll say, I'm going to be in the car. I'm going to be driving at this time. So at 8.30 p.m., we are starting with 1 John chapter 2 and we're listening all the way through the end. And, you know, did one of those things and she's like, okay. And so we would listen to that whole thing through. I knew same time, same word same message that we're receiving from God. Yeah. 
So step one, listening to the Bible together. And distance is just fine. Skype is great. Right. Over the phone is wonderful because you can hear the same thing. It's allowing the power of God to affect you both at the same time. Yeah. Step number two is praying for each other. And, you know, I make a lot of jokes of this because people pray in very odd ways that are inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Lord, fix Marcel. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> it's like she's broken, flawed, blah, blah, blah. Right. That's it, not good. Yeah. So I only allow them to pray in one way, and that's to pray blessing over each other. Right. He begins, takes leadership, and prays that God would bless his wife as a wife, as a daughter, as a mother, in her work, her activities, everything she does, everything she's going to do the next day, mm-hmm. go through the whole list. And the more you do it, the longer you do it, the more you add to it, because you know right. your spouse more. And you're asking God to bless every area of their life. Yeah. Then the wife prays blessing over the husband. Nothing can be added to this and nothing should be taken away. So why would you do that? Well, blessing and cursing do not come from the same mouth. Yeah. And you're getting ready to do that ouch and oops. And so that could degrade pretty quickly into cursing. Right, exactly, yeah. <clears throat> and so we're allowing God first with listening to the Bible to renew our mind. Yeah. And then we're praying to change our heart. Right. Because when we pray blessing over somebody we're in contention with, yeah. or about to be in contention with, it changes our heart, brother. We all of a sudden have this great compassion and love for this person. And so we are to bless people, uh, not curse them. Yeah. And so we pray that blessing over our spouse, and we're just allowing God, by being obedient, we're allowing God to transform us, not our spouse. Right. But us as we pray that blessing. Yeah, and, and it's it's so important because um, if you believe you know the bible that's true that we are spirit soul and body we're hitting all three i mean we're, we're hitting that soulish realm when we hit the mind we're hitting the spirit when we're hitting the heart yeah. and then we're hitting our body when it's about the ouch and oops because we're addressing our behaviors and our actions that's right. our verbal behavior our physical actions and so it's a complete wipe yeah of the wrongs, and it's about record of wrongs and removing the record of wrongs. Yeah. And we'll get into First Corinthians 13 later, perhaps, but yep. <clears throat> we're not to keep a record of the wrongs. We're not to store up the things. And so doing the ouch and oops, the intimacy exercise every day, once a day, yeah. they remove all wrongs that have happened in that day. And the beautiful thing is, you've heard me say this over and over, and it's happened to you. You will, two or three weeks into it, have an evening where you start to laugh because nobody has any ouches. Right. There's no wrongs that have happened. My God, what a good marriage. Yeah. What a fantastic and marriage. It, it becomes great. <laughs> and that's the thing that Genevieve and I have done that, and it's happened so often that it then became a point where 
the ouch oops became the only portion that we weren't doing in order because it became throughout the whole day. And it was just immediately when it would come up. Um, now, of course, we're in a situation with me, you know, and what I do for work and with her being stay at home mom, that we're around each other a lot. So those things will happen. We'll be able to do that. But if it was back when I was working outside of the home and doing a lot of that type of work, once I got back, then we would address those things. And, and on those moments that I am traveling, we still do that. <clears throat> Let me ask you a practical question when it comes to the, the first part of listening to the Bible. Because we, we address the spiritual component of it. And I think it's so important for us to do that. For people to realize that this isn't just about a natural or a psychological process. It, this is first and foremost spiritual. We want to make sure that we're doing this because it's getting us closer to God. And the spiritual component, as scripture tells us, that we're renewing our mind. The reason we, I often say we want to listen to it is because we're to be living and walking by faith. And uh, it tells us in Romans that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Oh, yeah. So I love that component of listening and just, just hearing the word together. The practical, should we just start with Genesis in the beginning and start listening to the Bible from that point? Um, well, a lot of times you'll get into Genesis 3 and, and there'll be often some interesting interaction. Uh, I tell couples, I tend to somewhat evaluate couples that I work with mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, based on their level of need, but um, the Gospel of John is a wonderful place to begin because the opening lines, in the beginning was the Word. Yep. And the word was with God. The word was, was God. God. Yeah, uh, you know, you're getting it right in the face, so to speak, right off the bat. Yeah. You know, and um, the gospel is complete. Then you hit Acts and Romans, and you just wash through. Yeah, um, good. It, it's, it's a very good way to do it. Um, people develop the habit of listening together, and um, they will go through the Bible frequently. Um, Go, so go through the uh, John through Revelation and then start again with Matthew and work your way all the way through it. And I tell people, uh, people begin to enjoy it. In fact, they feel bad when they don't listen to it. Right. Like, it's like something's missing. Like, I forgot my third cup of coffee. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Uh, and so I tell them, you know, at least once a year, do a double thing where you'll listen to Old Testament at the opposite end, the end of the day. Oh, there you go. If you do the New Testament in the morning, and then the evening, you know, <clears throat> once or twice, three times a week, spend a half an hour where you just listen to entire big sections of the Old Testament. Yeah. Start with the Pentateuch and work your way through. Start with the wisdom literature, of Psalms and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, and go there. Work your way through the the major prophets and. and um, Unbelievable things begin to happen. Yeah. You begin to hear God speak to you. Yeah, yeah. And the, now we move on to then the second part, which is the, mm -hmm. uh, the prayer. Yeah. Um, you said that we start with the husband. Is there a, a, a reasoning behind that? Spiritual leadership. Okay. Um, the husband prays over the wife as a spiritual head. And he prays and she follows. Okay. 
And so it's very, very important. Um, uh, let God be God, and he says who's in charge yeah. you know, spiritually. And so just, just simply obey. Don't make that a fight or a bone of contention. Now, when it comes to the intimacy exercise itself, the Alchanoops, I asked for the woman to start. So actually, the man starts first by humbling himself and saying, I'm sorry. There you go. Yeah. That's the example. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, I like the 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 prayer, um, and we're going to make this available for download the intimacy exercise, uh, so people can kind of follow along and uh, and apply it. But the thing that I like with the prayer, the outline on it is, it's a script, it's a format. A lot of times I've run into men, they don't know how to pray for their wives. Um, they're they're used to praying kind of in solitude, praying you know in the car on the drive to work, that type of stuff, but maybe praying a kind of a scripted meal or a blessing over a meal, but to pray out loud to and for, you know, to God, but for your wife where she can hear it, they're not used to that. I, I love this script that you have because it is very pointed and it's very focused. You'd said that we can add to that and we should be adding to that as we grow um, as we get to know our, our spouse a little bit more, is there a moment when that script, we can just kind of throw it out the window and just... Yeah, I, I believe that um, all couples will expand upon the prayer together. Most couples have never prayed together. Mm. That's the ugly truth of the matter. Yeah. You know, I find that I've even had pastors and their wives come in and... They've never listened to the Bible together. together. They have right. each have their own quiet time. Yep. And they pray with each other over meals, like you said, or there's a problem. But yeah. praying blessing over each other daily. Right. Daily. is so important. These things transition. Um, to give you an example, Mary and I will listen to um, huge sections of the Bible at a time, mm -hmm. sometimes half hour, most of the time 15 minutes or so, 15, 20. And so we really enjoy it. And sometimes I can't stop because I'm really into it. And yeah. I know what's coming because I've heard it so many times. And I like this next part so well. Right. And then she says, I like this next part. So we just keep it going. <clears throat> We're blessed with the opportunity and the time to do that. But when we begin to pray, um, I've had days where I know I've gone on and on and on. I pray blessing over her and I'll bless other people. Blessing and praying for people becomes the habit. Yes. It is the spiritual act of displaying our faith. Yeah. People pray because they believe and have faith that God hears those prayers. That takes us to the last little thing it talks about at the end of the intimacy exercise. If you have active sin in your life, please don't pray. You're just wasting your time. Right. And God's not listening to you. Mm. The prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And then we hear our righteousness is as filthy rags. And so 
What, what does this mean? What does this all mean? Prayer of a righteous man. Well, in 1 John 1 9, you know, we confess our sin. He's, He's faithful and just to forgive, to forgive us our sin and, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. unrighteousness. Right. And so it's not about every little time you have a issue, problem, that you stop and pray. And, right. You know, it's being an honest individual and saying, Lord Jesus, this is going on in my life. Yeah. Father, help me. I don't want this in my life. Um, having a prayer life of integrity by yourself with God. You are a righteous individual. Yeah. You have been completely cleansed from your sin by the blood of the Lamb. Mm -hmm. And then your prayer is you know, fervent, powerful, meaningful. Right. But people who have this open sin in their life and they, uh, you know, God forgives me, I ain't worried about that. Right. You know, you know, I don't think that prayer does much. I don't think it's a powerful prayer. So I really suggest that people advance their prayer life with God individually when it comes to what's going on in their heart because the heart of man is deceitful mm -hmm. above all things. And we have to practice that laying our heart out before God. Not that he doesn't already know it, but it's our integrity, you know? It's our honesty before God. So we do that, and then our prayer life with our spouse begins to really flourish yeah. and grow, and our faith grows. And as you said, after some months or whatever it takes for couples, all of a sudden they're doing ouch and oops in real time. Yeah. That is the whole thing. They're no longer saying, oh, you idiot, what'd you do that for? <laughs> right, you right. Know, you know, they're, yeah. One saying, ouch, and the other one saying, oops, I'm sorry. Yeah, one of the, the other questions that I've gotten a lot, and I know it's something that we address in uh, the seminars that we do, is when you start this intimacy exercise, you've often got months, years of hurt and baggage that have built up, but we don't want them laying out that list and running through it. We want them to start with what happened in the last 24 hours. Absolutely. You can't go, oh, I felt really, really hurt and like uh, January 3rd of 1971 when you said, <laughs> you know, right. Because uh, our spouse is going, oh my God, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, we have to agree to forgive, forget, and start this pattern anew. Um, for things that are intracted to keep happening, they'll keep happening. Right. We can deal with those. And, and it's a matter of simple, correct attitude and behavior before God to forgive. Yeah. Um, and I have people say all kinds of things to me. Well, if they did it again, they, they don't really mean it. And it's not real. <clears throat> it's irrelevant how real it is. Right. It, because it is a pattern that sinks into the soul and begins to change the person. Mm -hmm. And so uh, none of us are free from sin. None of us have it right. So yeah. it's a process. 
Yeah, and and this this whole process is scripturally based. I mean, we're to be transformed by renewing our minds, which is what listening to the Bible does. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. We're to pray for one another. We're to pray blessings and not cursings. There's scripture. And then, like we had started to touch on in 1 Corinthians, it tells us that love does not keep a record of wrongs. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're clearing those. We're addressing the soul, the spirit, and the body. We're addressing our mind, our heart, and then our behaviors. Yeah. It really comes into changing us whole. I mean, the entire being that we are, it really does that. And it's about bringing us closer, not just to each other, but closer to God himself. That's right. Um, this is, it's been such a powerful thing for, for my life that, uh, and my marriage, it's something that I do with, I mean, with in everything, it's not even just, um, I, I'm not doing, you know, listening to the Bible with coworkers and with everybody like that. But when it comes to praying blessings, I am. When it comes to uh, the ouch and oops, I am. If somebody, you know, does something to hurt me, I don't let it go. I address them right then and there. I, what is it? The scripture tells us, "Don't let the sun go down on your uh, your wrath." Yeah, and it's like I don't, I don't want that to fester. I don't want it to build up. I don't want to carry that that hurt any longer than I have to. And oftentimes, and this is the craziest part, I don't believe any of us really want to hurt each other. It's just that we don't know we are. Our pride often works behind the scenes unknown to us yeah. to make us feel better. Yeah. And oftentimes this is about not feeling bad. If we acknowledge our sin, we're afraid that truth is we're a sinner. Right. Yeah? And, and uh, it's the humble recognition, that's true. Yeah, I'm a sinner. Yeah. Yep. Uh, thanks be to Christ Jesus, my Lord and Savior. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, so very powerful. That's why starting anew, I tell couples to go home and forget everything that's happened up to this point. You're only to do the ouch and oops over the last 24 hours, like you said. Yeah. I'll, I'll do a little pushback on that. I tell people, forgive, realizing that there's a good chance they're, they're not going to forget. Because I've had, I don't know how many wives that'll say this, I just can't forget what he did. And I'll be like, okay but you can choose not to remember it. Because uh, I love that. The scripture talks about how God, you know, our sins, he will remember no more. Yes. And it's like, do I think God forgot anything? No, he knows everything. But I know that God chooses not to remember. He's made an active choice not to remember, and that's what I tell couples. Choose not to remember that. But forgiveness is really not a choice. It's a command. That's right. You have to forgive. And so we want you to forgive everything that has happened up to this point. This is a fresh start. Start new and start with this. Start by renewing your mind. Start by changing your heart. And start by acknowledging and replacing your behaviors. Yes. And when they do that, man, great transformation comes out of it. The forgiving part is often brought up. Um, but where's forgiveness come in all this? And um, I have had people say, I can't forgive him or I can't forgive her. 
<laughs> and, and so I mess with them. I say, I understand. I understand. Given what they've done, you can't possibly forgive them. Yeah. Well, but do you want to obey God? That's the question. Ah, yeah, and they, they do. I, and then pray that you just simply have God help you be able to forgive. Right. Because on your own, you cannot. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to obey him? And, and do you want to hold on to your pain more than you want to obey him? And so um, it gets down to that. And sometimes it's prideful. I want to hold this against them, and they hold on to it. And that's a dangerous thing, because Scripture tells us if we won't forgive others, well, God won't forgive us. That's right. So it's a, yeah, a very, very dangerous uh, place to be in. Yeah, so you smile at them and say, what is there in hell that you want? Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Because that's the place where unforgiveness takes you. Yep, yep. So. All right, this was good. I hope that people are getting a... Uh, a lot of benefit out of this. The intimacy exercise has been transformative for uh, for our marriage and for I know many marriages that that I've helped disciple. Um, I hate using the term counsel, but the, that I've helped disciple out of those things. So I really appreciate this. I appreciate that you've developed this tool uh, for couples. Um, in the next uh, episode, how about we dive into some of the scripture and start to look at some more of what we're called to do? Yeah, First Peter and Ephesians. Yeah, be good. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I know it was a great conversation for me to have with Dr. Mark, and it's got a lot of information about the Bible and how scripture actually can help us to have a great relationship. Ultimately, that's what we do here at Developing Great Relationships. And if it's something that you're interested in, we host seminars all year long. You can catch us on our website for more information. Just go to dgrpella.org. Until the next episode, we just want you guys to stay blessed and have a great relationship.